Welcome to episode 70 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for listening today. I am stoked that you are taking some time to improve your photography. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors, and we also sell a variety of prints of mountains, lakes, Calgary, and beyond. Check out all the photos we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca, along with the show notes for this episode and all past episodes. Now, on with the show. Summer is here in Calgary. It's toasty and warm, maybe a bit too warm. So I thought this would be the perfect time to talk about those photos that you can only really shoot in summer, or they're only really fun to shoot in summer. We're going to talk about seven fun photo ideas to help jumpstart your creativity and get you shooting more in the blazing hot sun. My goal here is to get you thinking about some new types of photos that you can take. All right, we're all busy people. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Shot number one, transition time-lapse. I think most people have shot some form of a time-lapse before, and they are a lot of fun, especially when you get them right and you see the final product. But most of us have missed the holy grail of time-lapse shots, the entire transition. And awesome if you've got one of these, congratulations, that's a lot of work. That shot where you time-lapse for the whole day, day to night, night to day, whatever strikes your fancy, just go through one of those significant transitions in your time-lapse. You can do these types of shots at any time of the year, but doing them in the summer is by far the easiest. You don't have to worry about the cold, which means fewer battery changes. It's easier to dress and plan for. Just don't set yourself up in a spot where you will be in direct sunlight for hours. It feels way better to sit for hours in the summer as well, and it's easier to find places to sit down and set up without the snow and the mud and just all the other problems that come along with when the ground is covered. And people are generally more willing to come and meet you to hang out for a few hours by your camera in the summer especially if you set up beside a river or somewhere gorgeous and somewhere where people can just pop in because honestly doing it that way makes this just so much more fun. You're not sitting on your own for hours on end. You get some people hanging out with you as well. So shot number one, the whole day or at least part of a day transitionary time-lapse. Shot number two, underwater photography. I can honestly say I've taken photos underwater about 10 times in my life. That's it. And it's a lot of fun when I got to do it, and that needs to change. I need to get out and shoot more underwater images. It's a huge challenge that really pushes your creativity. Now, for most of us, this is going to mean renting a waterproof housing for our camera. And that is totally worth it for a day or a weekend of shooting under the water. You can get some really amazing and interesting images. Once again, you could do this any time of the year, but summer is by far the easiest. The days are hot, the water feels amazing, and you don't need to worry about things like frostbite and hypothermia. Now, to make sure you get the most of this opportunity, I'd plan a little, or maybe a lot, in advance. Pick a few different lakes or bodies of water that you want to try shooting in in a couple of different locations. And make sure to bring some people with you who don't mind being photographed under the water. This ensures you will have a subject to shoot. I'd also try renting the housing for your camera body for a few days so that you can get a feel for how to shoot with it because it is a very different experience. All your buttons are covered up. You really have to change how you operate that camera in a lot of ways. So having that extra couple of days to fiddle and play and then really get into it will really enhance the photos that you take. You'll probably find that that first day they're kind of mediocre to bad and then they get mediocre to good and then they start turning much better as you start figuring out how to get those underwater photos. All right. Shot number three, get on top of the water. 
Now, get out canoeing, kayaking, motorboating, or whatever fun on-the-water activity you like doing and document the experience. Or try something new if you don't even know if you like being on the water doing that thing. If you have never gone canoeing before, get out and go canoeing and document it. Now, of course, take the obligatory over-the-bow-of-the-boat shot with the beautiful scenery in front of it pointing where you're going. But also get the scenery around you, the details in the water. If you're paddling, get the paddle in the water and the paddle hitting the water. Get the spray of the water as it comes up. And don't forget about those around you and the people you are out doing this with. Capture the joy on their faces as you spend time on top of the water. It's that joy that people are really going to connect with. And don't forget to document all the parts about getting down into the water as you get the canoe off and as people are putting it in. It's really just all about getting the whole experience while you're out doing a water sport. Hey, if you're up for it, you can even get into the water and shoot the boat from a distance away, go for a swim. If you have your underwater housing with you, swim underneath the boat and capture something totally different. There's all sorts of amazing opportunities out there for you to do. You can also really try getting into a water spot and document, say, water skiing, whitewater, anything pretty much, or surfing if you're lucky enough to be near somewhere where you can surf. Summer is really the only time of year you can document these kind of water sports, so take advantage of it and get out and try something new. Now, shooting anything in the water kind of falls into the underwater housing need, but you can also shoot many of these from the shoreline. You do get more dramatic images by being in the water with the sport, but hey, we can't have everything all at once, so make do with what you can. Now, I love water sports and shooting near the water. It gives a truly dynamic, moving element to your images that makes them feel even more alive. And frequently, I find water stealing the spotlight away from the subject of the shot. All I have to do is think back to surfing photos where somebody is going straight through the tunnel and the wave is coming down on top of them and the surfer looks really cool in there. But the liveliness of that wave and the arc it's making and the geometry of it just tend to steal the spotlight for me. So get out there and try to make something beautiful with these water sports. All right, number four, bubbles. Soap bubbles make for extraordinary images. They are easy to make, can be added to any scene, and people worldwide just love them. They reflect light, make rainbows, look amazing when they pop, and are an excellent complement for photos with people of any age in them. Heck, even if the person looks grumpy about the bubbles, it still makes for great photos. Because there's that contrast there. Who can be temperamental when there's all those bubbles around and who cannot be smiling? So even that makes for a great photo with the bubbles. There are so many great ways to use bubbles. My favorite, honestly, is to have people running and dancing in amongst them. It makes for beautiful imagery as people play with the bubbles and interact with them. And as they fly around them, they're just a beautiful accent piece. Portraits with bubbles dancing around the person all make for a really fun and quirky image as well. Get that headshot going on where it's just from like the shoulders up and then have bubbles surrounding their face flying in front of them. And I think you will find that it will create absolutely spectacular imagery. Now to do this, you're definitely going to need a second set of hands because you can't be blowing the bubbles and taking the photos at the same time. And the person who's having their photo taken really can't be blowing the bubbles in front of their face. So you're going to need a set of hands, but you can get lots of great photos of everybody while you're out doing this. It'll be a spectacularly good time. And finally, and of course, Kids popping and chasing after them. That look of pure joy on their faces is perfect. So definitely get kids chasing after the bubbles in the summer sun. All right, number five, use your circular polarizer. Summer means a lot of sun, which means a lot of reflections off of surfaces. So pull out that circular polarizer and try using it in places you wouldn't usually think to. I particularly love what it does to the reflections on grass and foliage. We don't necessarily always notice that there's reflections and a lot of sunlight coming back up off things like grass, but there really is a lot of the time. And 
the CP can really help bring out the detail in those plants again. It tones down the sun just enough that the leaves and the other plants around it start to really pop back out and you can start seeing the detail there. Your CP also saturates color quite a bit and really makes clouds pop off a blue sky. Try using it even when there aren't reflections to add some drama to your sky images and to naturally saturate your photo with some more color. All right, second to last, number six, capture the flowers. This is the only time of the year where wildflowers are out, so you should go and find them. Wildflowers are lovely, beautiful, natural wonders that can be found anywhere in the world and make for excellent individual subjects in an image or as an accenting piece in landscapes and portraits. There are fields of alpine flowers in the mountains that are just starting to bloom and are only around for a few weeks, so you need to get to them ASAP. When you get out to shoot flowers, try doing macros to capture their unique beauty and the details, then slowly pull out to include them in the broader frame. They make great foreground subjects in landscape images and astro shots, and finally use them as an accenting piece on your portraits. Frame your subject. Have your subject lie amongst the flowers or look through them or even use the flowers as a nice backdrop. Any way you can think to use that flower as an accent to your subject, do it. Just be nice to the plants. They are living things and do your best not to crush them, step on them, or destroy the area for someone else and please avoid picking them and putting them in people's hairs because that means that no one else can see it. Really practice leave no trace when you are out so that everybody can enjoy these flowers. All right, and tip number seven, do a photo a day. Take a photo every day and then string them together at the end of summer for a trip back down memory lane of your summer. These could be selfies, nature, food, a combo, whatever. It doesn't matter. The idea is to create a fun summer memories reel. This is a project that you can do any time of the year. But honestly, most of us are out more in the summer making more memories. That's why I'm suggesting it here this week as part of our summer work. The photo a day project follows along with the one second video clip project where you shoot one second of video every day and put them together as a memories package. These images aren't meant to be art pieces. They are add-ons, memory keepers, and emotional tie-ins for you. This is photography for you and your friends and your family. And this is a great way to remember your whole summer and bring a smile to your face as you remember everything you did over those past days of heat and sun and summer fun. So, don't worry about creating beautiful art while you're doing this, but document something that will truly bring a smile to your face or something you want to remember. And that's it. Those are my seven tips for fabulously fun summer photos. I really find summer to be an exciting time of the year to shoot. The days are bright and hot, which means it's nice to be outside and not layered up. But they don't necessarily look like great photo opportunities. But there are honestly plenty of ways to get creative, especially on those bluebell summer days. Now use these to give yourself an idea of things to shoot and then go out and make something or start combining these shots. I don't think I've ever seen bubbles while someone is surfing or canoeing, but that could be a lot of fun if you could pull it off. And that's the idea. Have lots of fun and enjoy the sunshine. You can check out the full show notes for this episode online at robertmasseyphotography.ca. And if you're looking to connect with me, send me a message on Instagram at robertmasseyphotography. Now, Honestly, thank you so much for tuning in today. I say this every week and I mean it every week. I am stoked that you are taking the time to improve your photography. Thank you so much for listening. Now, let's adventure. <laughs>